Good evening, everyone. Would you join me in prayer, please? Our blessed Heavenly Father, we love you so very much. And Father, we thank you, Father, for this opportunity, this opportunity to sing praises unto you, to glorify you, to, to honor you, Father. Father, we thank you for the blessings that you pour out, pour out upon us each and every day. And Father, we notice it's because your love we are who we are. And Father, each and every day, we, we, may we strive to be the children of God that you will have us to be. Thankful for the fact that you created us, Father, and thanking you even more that you allowed your son to suffer and die for our sins. Father, this we love you and thank you, Father, and we pray that we can have a love one for another each and every day as we encourage one another, Father, to do things that are pleasing in your sight. Father, these things we pray and thank you for in Christ Jesus' most holy name. Amen. So again, good evening, everyone. Today, I want to talk to us about a question. And the question is this, do I have to attend every worship service? And what I want to do in this lesson is give you three good reasons that hopefully will motivate everyone to attend every service that we have at this congregation. But before I do that, I want to share a story with you. It was about, oh, 1986, give or take. And uh, I wasn't feeling well, and I was at work there at Northern Air Force Base in San Bernardino. And since I had a top-secret clearance, whenever I got sick, I didn't have to call the regular people. I called these special doctors. They call it flight medicine. So I called over and explained to the doctor what was happening. Uh, I had some chest pains. I had shortness of breath. I had an irregular heartbeat. And he said, can you drive yourself or do I need to send an EMT for you? And I said, I can drive. It's not that far to the hospital. So I, uh, I let my boss know I needed to go to the hospital. And he said, okay, no problem. So I drove over to the emergency room. As soon as I introduced myself, they wheeled me into this, uh, this room. They already had a bed waiting on me. As soon as they got me on the bed, I was hooked up to an EKG. And they, they ran the tape and the uh, technician looked at the tape, looked at me, looked back at the tape, and just got up and hurried out of the room. And my first thought, this isn't good. <laughs> so next thing I know, another technician comes in. He got two bags, not one, two bags. And he hooks me up to the two bags. And I'm thinking, okay, it's still not good. So then the doctor comes in, cool as a cucumber. He looks at the, the tape. He looks at me and he smiles. And he says, you've been drinking a lot of strong coffee, haven't you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have been. I spent the last month or so drinking a lot of coffee because we were preparing for a military exercise, evaluation, I should say, and uh, and I work with a lot of pilots, and people, Jer- Jerry, if Jerry was here, he can appreciate this. Pilots, when they make coffee, you stir it, and then you let the spoon go, and it just stands up like that in the coffee. <laughs> that's the kind of coffee I've been drinking the last month or so. So, uh, yeah, I was I was feeling bad. But, you know, it's amazing, though. It's amazing how a key test can reveal where and what your health is or my health, a person's health is about. And, you know, there are similar tests in the spiritual world that help determine the spiritual health and well-being of individuals, including the church, or the congregation. For example, 
how much time or how often do you take time to pray? How often do we take time to study God's word? And all of these things determine how healthy our private relationship with God is. What ministry or what ministries uh, that we're involved in speaks to the type of gifts that God has blessed us with. Our attitude regarding the amount of money that we give to the Lord compared to what we keep for ourselves reveals the extent of our love for God. And there are many such tests that, that one can take that in the most basic way that you look at it, it can determine the overall, the overall spiritual health, the overall spiritual maturity, the overall strength of, of, a, of a person. And that can be related to our church attendance. So, so the tests that evaluate our spiritual health, that is what I would like to talk about. And that is church attendance. And in talking about church attendance, what I want to do is answer the most asked question. And that question is, do I have to be here every time? In a moment, we're going to be going to Acts chapter 2 at verse 41. Acts chapter 2 at verse 41. This question, do I have to be there every time? This is probably the question that many people want to ask, but they don't really want to ask it out aloud. But again, I say to you, this is the most asked question about worship. And I believe that there is a problem if we have to ask this question. I believe that it speaks to attitude. You know, the gathering of saints for worship, for work, for fellowship is a new lifestyle for we who are Christians. And as we enter into Christ, it is something that we need to develop in our growth in Christ. In the book of Acts, chapter 2 at verse 41, the Bible reads, So then, those who had received his word were baptized, and that day there were added about 3,000 souls. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. And many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. This passage is not just a comment on how things were, but an example for us to follow into how things ought to be right here in our congregation, right here in Anchorage Church of Christ. We need to manage our lifestyles. We need to manage our activities. We need to manage our work in order for us to move more closely to this goal of regular attendance. We're going to uh, Isaiah 56 at verse 6 in a moment. Isaiah 56 at verse 6. 
Our homes, our jobs, our feelings, our recreation cannot bring us closer to God than gathering with the saints does. So today, today I want to give you three very good examples or reasons rather why each Christian should be at every service of our congregation. Number one being this, being here every time pleases God. God has always desired that his people gather to worship him and that they do it often, that we do it often. At Isaiah 56 at verse 6, Isaiah 56 at verse 6, the Bible reads, Also, the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to him and to love the name of the Lord, to be his servants, everyone who keeps from profaning the Sabbath and hold fast my covenant, even those I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar. For my house will be called the house of prayer for all the peoples. In a moment, we go into Ephesians 5 at verse 17. Ephesians 5 at verse 17. We see here that God is uh, was very specific about keeping the people true to the day of worship. And he was pleased with those who kept it. At Ephesians 5 at verse 17, Ephesians 5 at verse 17, the Bible reads, So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. God desires that we be involved in this type of activity when we come together in worship rather than pursuing worldly pleasures. We're going to Hebrews 13 and verse 15 in a moment. Hebrews 13 and verse 15. We always have a choice of activities. We always have a choice of activities that we can do on Sunday morning, Sunday evenings, and, and Wednesday evenings. But worship will always be the choice that pleases the Lord. At Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15, the Bible reads, Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. And do not neglect doing good and sharing for which such with such sacrifices God is pleased. It pleases God to see us offering praise. He was pleased in the Old Testament times and he is pleased today as well. But the problem, I guess you might say, is some Christians do not realize or perhaps we have forgotten that pleasing God is what our lives as Christians are all about. To know and glorify God is essential if we are to find a true meaning of our own lives. When we worship God, we know that we are doing the right thing. And that is why it is so satisfying. When we worship God in spirit and in truth, we have reached a core value, if you will, of what our life is all about. You see, 
Not coming to worship services requires an excuse of some kind. Some are valid. Others are not so. But being here never requires an excuse. Being here never requires an explanation. Our conscience is absolutely clear. Why is that? Because we are doing the right thing by being here. Most most people want to please the ones they love, and this is normal. This is a plain truth. Being here for every worship service pleases God and demonstrates our love for him. The problem, however, is that we would rather please ourselves and, and make church attendance a convenient thing for us, a fun thing for us, an exciting thing for us, an easy thing for us, a, a pleasing thing for us, and the list goes on and on. And that becomes our motivation instead of a motivation being that we are coming here to please God, not ourselves. So the first reason that we need to attend every service at Anchorage Church of Christ is, as we said, being here every time pleases God. Number two, being here every time strengthens our faith. When people have problems and you ask them what they need, many times before they mention food or finances, they call for greater faith. If we think back for all of those who can remember uh, 9-11 and those victims of New York, they had all the financial assistance, but they asked for help with their faith in their time of crisis. And we, we've even heard presidents who, who in difficult times asked the nation to pray for them so that their faith would not falter. And we look at the apostles and we witness God's miracles and we, you know, we witness God's miracles and they perform mighty deeds themselves. But when they came time and they asked Christ Jesus for something at Luke chapter 17 and verse 5, what did they ask for? They said, increase their faith. Increase their faith. Faith is not only necessary for salvation, but it is also necessary to be able to manage the many ups and downs in life that we face and help us hang on to our salvation. Such an important thing, faith. And when we talk about faith, the questions that we ask is this right here, or this right here, I should say. How do I acquire faith? How do I maintain my faith? How do I increase my faith? How do I strengthen my faith? And Paul answers this question. Paul answers this question at Romans 10 and verse 17. And, and, and that the text says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the words of Christ. So what does this tell us? When we hear the words of Christ Jesus, it is what helps us acquire faith. As we continue to hear the words of Christ Jesus, this is what helps us maintain our faith. As we hear, continue to hear the words of Christ Jesus, this is what helps us increase our faith. And when we continue to hear the words of Christ Jesus, this is what helps us strengthen our faith. Hearing and sharing the word, singing praise, prayer, communion, given the ministries that we are involved in. These things spark and maintain one's faith. 
the things that, that we need to do in order to maintain our spiritual life. Faith helps us resist sin. Faith helps us persevere in suffering. Faith helps us do what is good. And finally, faith helps us bear spiritual fruit. Simple equation in front of us. Weak attendance equal weak faith equals a weak Christian. Strong faith and the fruit that comes from it is usually the result of many teachings. And for most Christians, that comes through faithful attendance. Of course, in this type of discussion, someone always invariably asks the following question. James, if I only come to Sunday morning worship and skip the rest, will I still go to heaven? And the answer to that question is, and this is deep, I don't know. I don't know. But that is not the title of this lesson anyway. But your question does tell me you have an attitude problem. Doing only what you have to do, this is legalism. This attitude would ultimately lead us to fall from grace altogether because what we're trying to do is get there on religious works and we are we're doing the minimum of religious works that we can possibly do this type of question reveals a lack of knowledge regarding faith to begin with this person needs to come to church not just to increase their attendance level this person needs to come more often so that they can learn more about God's grace and be free from the curse of legalism Because you see, if a person keeps this type of an attitude, no amount of church attendance will save them. They go, oh, James, I got you now. Don't hear what I didn't say. I am not saying if you don't come to services, you are going to go to hell. I am not saying that. But what I'm saying is this. I am saying that if you think in terms of attendance as, uh, you know, um, some kind of brownie points, a check in the box, you're a legalist. And being a legalist is what's dangerous for all of our souls. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is this. When it comes to faith, we are saved by faith. We walk by faith. We can move mountains by faith. Uh, every time I say this, I have to stop for a moment. I am not talking about Denali. I'm talking about those situations that happen in our lives, those, those struggles that we come with, the suffering and persecution that we deal with. Those are tremendous mountains in our lives. And with faith, they can be moved. We please God by faith. And that faith is conceived and nurtured every time we attend services. So so why attend every service? The answer is this, because your faith needs for you to be here in order to stay alive, in order to stay healthy. 
In a moment, we will be reading Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Hebrews chapter 10 at verse 23. Three good reasons to attend every service at Anchorage Church of Christ. Being here every time pleases God. Being here every time strengthens our faith. And number three, being here every time builds the church. This is something we don't think about too much. How our being here on a regular basis actually builds the church. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. The Bible reads, Let us hold fast to confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as we see the day drawing near. And and, and I remember uh, doing a class uh, down at Nakiski and someone meant we read this verse and he would say, he said, you know, there's a problem with that verse. And I said, what's that? He said, we have no idea when judgment day is coming. It doesn't say we know that. But I tell you this right here, and I said this to him, we are closer to judgment today than we were yesterday. And we will be closer to judgment tomorrow than we are today. We know it's coming. The Bible tells us very clearly, we are in the last days. Paul said that back in the first century. So if we were in the last days in the first century, boy, we are getting close. We are getting close. It's been 2,000 years. We are getting close. Now, the problem here that we just read about was that the Jewish Christians were weak in their faith and were being tempted to return to Judaism. Now, you think about us being weak in our faith. There is always somebody coming along trying to get us to go back to what we used to be instead of us maintaining who we are, and that is children of God. Even today, people still come into this congregation bringing false teaching. And you guys not, may not be aware of it, but your elders, we're on the spot. We will ask them not to come back if they are going to come in and continue to bring division and bring in false teaching. Because we are not going to leave this congregation open. Anybody want to walk in the door and think they can teach anything they want to in here and nobody's going to say anything because we are loving people. We lovingly tell people not to come back if that's what they're going to do. And they respect that. They don't come back because that is why they were coming in the first place. So in addition to this then, Their absence was hurting others. This is why he encourages them not to abandon the assembly and exhorts them to give a good example and word of encouragement to others as well. Your presence, our presence, at all the services is critical to building up the church because through regular attendance, you do several things for others. You do several things for others. First Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 26. By regular attendance, you are we proclaim Christ to each other 
but also to the community. Hebrews 10 at verse 26 through 29, by regular attendance, we provide a godly example to others. Have you ever asked yourselves what your absence from services on a regular basis says to our children? What it says to younger Christians, those individuals we say are weak Christians? What it says to our visitors? All of these individuals I just just mentioned. <laughs> I got to say this. Scott, thank you. <laughs> I, I love your, your two children. You're three, actually. And I don't see any other little ones here right now. But they are so attentive. They see what we're doing and they're observing what we're doing. When we think they're not... Children are very observant. Children are very observant. They need to see mature Christians take seriously our attendance at worship service so a high standard can be established just for them to emulate. When we gather regularly, according to 1 Corinthians 16 at verses 1 through 3, we contribute to the needs of the saints. Now, now when, when, when we are regularly in our attendance, it's about more than contributing money here. We contribute a solid example. We contribute an act of encouragement. We contribute a witness of love for the church. At Hebrews chapter 13 to verse 7, we are told that, that we also demonstrate our support for the leaders and, and ministers of this congregation who are charged with leading and feeding the flock. Our leaders, your leaders, your elders have set these times for us to gather for worship, for fellowship, for service and prayer. These times are not arbitrary by no means. They, we, the elders, expect all of those who identify with our congregation to be here. And I I don't remember ever being in any congregation when I was working under the oversight of the elders and they established the times that we would come for worship. I don't remember any time it ever being said that we meet on Sunday mornings, we meet on Wednesday, on Sunday evenings and on Wednesday evenings if we feel like it. Not at all. According to... Hebrews chapter 13 to verse 17, submission to those who are over us in the Lord, as Hebrews says again, also includes cooperation of those who identify with our congregation and have agreed to work under the oversight of the elders, which means attendance at the times that we have set is expected. It's expected. We need to remember that regular church attendance by all of those who identify with our congregation at all the services is the first step to church growth, but it is also, is usually a first step to personal spiritual growth as well. I'm sure. Now, see, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you guys back into a little nostalgia. Let me see. I have been here at this congregation now about 11 years. 
And prior to that, I was seven years at Nakiski, but I was here for a little short while, so that's 17 years. So I'm going back about 17, 18 years ago. And this is what I remember. Because I remember coming over here. I remember worshiping at South Anchorage that morning because I had a duty I had to fulfill before I left and came over here. And I remember something. I remember there was almost as many people in the congregation, I mean, in worship services that Sunday evening. When I came back that next Sunday morning, there was a lot of people there. And then there was a lot of people there Sunday evening, too. I remember those days. And I'm thinking there are some people in here who was here then. Remember those days as well. What happened? What changed? What changed? I hope, and that's why I apologize this morning, I hope it wasn't because the elders stopped talking about it. Because we elders should not stop talking about things like that. You know, I remember... um, being, when I was preaching at Nakiski and we had an, an issue with attendance and I asked the congregation to help me reach out to those individuals who made it a, a point not to come to service. And I remember being pulled over to the side by a sister and she said, okay, James, you're not going to do that. You're not going to talk to anybody here about not coming to services. So I said, okay. So, I had a chance to stand before the congregation again, and I said something very simple. If you don't want me to talk about this subject, maybe you should need to get a new preacher. Because that is my job. And over time, those individuals who weren't coming to services regularly started coming regularly. And one of them at a, at a, um, at, what do you call it? At the, at the, um, congregational meeting that we had. He stood up and said, you know what? I wasn't coming to church services on Sunday evening, and I wasn't coming on Wednesday evening. I didn't see what I can do with it. But now that I am, I am so glad I do. There is something in that. He grew spiritually. So I'm sure that there would be great excitement. As I remember some 18 years ago, there would be great excitement if there were 500 people meeting regularly at Anchorage Church of Christ. But this will never happen, however, if we don't get the 200 to 250 plus that we have here to meet on a regular basis first. So that's what we're working on. That's what your elders are working on. We're getting what we want to get the people who are here now to be regular. So as we start to grow, it will continue to perpetuate itself. So I repeat. We cannot have church growth, spiritual or numerical, unless every single person who identifies with Anchorage Church of Christ is committed to being faithful at every service. You see, when the most experienced brethren to the newest convert accept the fact that putting the kingdom of heaven first in our lives And that it begins with a very humble and simple task of coming to church on a regular basis. Then the Lord would trust us with the kind of growth 
and pers- the kind of growth, I should say, personally and corporately that we seek after. Now, at this part of our lesson, we usually, we usually offer an invitation for those who want to confess Christ Jesus, put him on in the waters of baptism for those who need prayers. We have this opportunity for those individuals to be recognized and they can come forward as we sing the invitational hymn. But we're not done yet. I have a two-parter invitation for us today. Today, before I say this, I want to just remind us who we are. We are Americans, right? We are Americans. And brethren in America would normally say something after a lesson like this. They would say, you know, James, with this sermon, you have gone from preaching to meddling. Brethren, sisters and brothers in Christ, after observing our pattern of attendance, which started before the pandemic, mind you, which started before the pandemic, the pandemic was just a way to cover it up, but it started before the pandemic. This elder says, I think it's time for some serious meddling from the preacher and from your elders. With that in mind, Please hear the invitation I am making to you today. If you don't come to all of the services regularly, please realize in that pleasing God more fully, strengthening your faith, and making a real contribution to this congregation requires you to change. Now, with that said, I encourage everyone who's hearing this tonight, don't get angry. Don't get proud, but rather humble yourselves in Christ and repent. I want to share one other thing with you. I was thinking about this when I was coming over here. I remember being about 13 years old. And uh, my granddad, the guy that didn't know nothing I'll tell you guys about that had the wisdom that I didn't think he had at the time. He said, um, starting tonight, you will be home by 9 o'clock. I did not like that. I'm 13 years old. Why should I have to be home at 9 o'clock? Well, he said, you'll be home at 9 o'clock. So first I was like, yeah, I don't think so. Then I thought, hmm, maybe I should consider being home at 9 o'clock. But I, I, I rebelled. I got home at 9.05. I showed him. No, he showed me. He locked me out of the house. <laughs> he locked me out of the house. And then after I manned up for about 15 minutes. Now, what I mean by man up, young people, I sat on the porch and cried. And finally, my grandmother convinced him to let me in the house. But, you know, a few, a few nights later, a few mornings later, with me getting home by 9 o'clock, so I no- realized something. When I woke up, in front of the house were several police cars. And those four guys that I would have been hanging out with after 9 o'clock were all sitting in the back seats with handcuffs on. 
they had been going downtown stealing stuff. And if I had been with them, I would have been downtown stealing stuff with them. And I would have been sitting in front of my house with my folks looking out the window, pulling straws. When he get out of jail, which one of us going to kill him first? So, so what I'm saying is this right here. Don't get mad about what I'm saying. If it's applicable to you, then think about it and do something about it. Make it your goal to be faithful to all the services each week. Even if it means starting slowly and by starting slowly, add an additional time as you rearrange your schedule to accommodate the change. Now, with all this said, I understand this right here. People work. People work. I was in the military for 20 years. I worked on Sundays sometimes. Sometimes I worked on Sundays in the morning time. Sometimes I worked in the evening times. But I've worked on Sundays sometimes. I know how that is. And some people are sick and we want you. If you're sick, by all means, stay home. Some people are shut in. I can understand that. They should be home. These are all valid reasons. Notice I said valid reasons, not valid excuses. But if you have an excuse, you know if your excuse is a valid one before the Lord, so or not a valid one, I should say, before the Lord, make the necessary changes. My second invitation is this. If you do not come regularly, rather, if you do come regularly, even to all of the weekly services, then look around and see what you can do to serve, see what you can do to encourage, see what you can do to help others. If you've established the first step of Christian development in regular attendance already, then take a second or third step of learning how to minister to others in the church. Because when you look at this growth thing, it's all of us working together to make this happen, not a select few. It could be as simple as making sure that you greet warmly as many as you can at each service. Perhaps you could volunteer to help when you ask, when we ask for volunteers, perhaps you could seriously consider taking on responsibility in one of our ministry groups. And I was talking, we've been talking with Scott and I was talking to Ben earlier. One thing I would love to see is our young people up here serving in this capacity. And like I said to Ben today, more than just when we do a youth forum once a year. I mean, I, I love what, and, and this is not trying to make anybody look good or anything like that, but I love what Jaylee and Jennifer are doing with their boys. I mean, we have, we have little Jacob up here, my man, leading song last Wednesday. We have Jaden up here reading and leading songs. We have JJ doing stuff. All of our children need to be doing this. And I know not too long from now, I'm going to see Levi up here. And I'm going to see Micah up here. And that's what we need to see. We can't wait until our children are up here and expect them to start serving. <laughs> we can't wait for our children up here to start serving. We need to get them serving here. Get them used to it. One thing I loved about the singing we used to do at Nikiski was, um, what's his name, George Trauber used to bring the little boys up. And, 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 and they would stand next to him and he would help them lead. Jesus loved me, this I know. I asked the little boy to read... I think it was two or three verses one day. Next thing I know, he read the 
the whole chapter, you know. But that's okay. He got started. I wasn't about to stop him. That helps our children grow. So in any event, then, this is what I say. I ask you to test your spiritual health this evening and do what you need to do to maintain it. Do what you need to do to improve it. The message is yours. The message is yours. In a moment, we will have the invitational hymn. If there are any needs, if you're here, by all means, please come forward. Or raise your hand and somebody will come to you and pick it up, get it from you. If you're online and you have uh, some needs, we have our contact information there on the slide. We have our uh, web address. We have our phone number. We have our email address. Uh, we even have our physical address. So if there are needs, wherever they are, would you please make them known as we stand and sing? <laughs>